You are listening to Win Win, a podcast brought to you by the global nonprofit Win Women in Innovation. Each episode features inspiring innovators from the startup world, innovation consultancies, and Fortune 500 companies who share their innovation secrets and career trajectories every Monday. As for me, I'm your host, Zoya Kozakov, global marketing lead at Win by night and product manager and university level faculty by day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Win Win Podcast. We have so much in store for our listeners today discussing the theme of tackling money, which is obviously a huge roadblock to creating a more equitable position for women in innovation. I'm also very excited to officially hand over the win-win mic to Aru, who will be the guest interviewer of today's podcast. So you all know who she is. Aru is Associate Director of Business Transformation at RGA by Day and Global Programming Lead at Win, Women in Innovation by Night. Along with Aru, it is also my greatest pleasure to introduce two additional guests who are joining us from Ready, Steady, Money. RSM and its two coaches is all about supporting those on their path to financial freedom. Today, we have head coach Amy Schultz and money coach Claire Coleman, who will tell us all about how we, as women and innovators, can take control of our financial and professional lives. So without further ado, over to you, Aru. Thanks, Soya. Hi, everyone. Super excited to be here today with Amy and Claire. We are working on a very exciting initiative here at WIN with RSM, which I'll get to in a little bit. But before that, I'd love to just hear a little bit from Claire and Amy about themselves. What's your story and how did you enter the world of financial coaching? Yeah, thanks, Aru. Thanks, Zoya. It's really awesome to be here. This is Amy. So money coaching for me is a really personal story because I started out my career in the financial industry. I was an actuary for um, several years. And so I had done all the personal finance education, really. I had a background in mathematical economics and finance. And I still, even with a good salary, even with all that education, just couldn't do the right things with my money that I knew I should do. And at the same time, I was also doing a lot of research on women in the workforce and just kind of, you know, this idea that the economic gender gap wasn't going to be closing for another 200 years. It always stuck with me. And I always felt like, what is, what can I do more of to try to fix that? And when I read about this issue of financial confidence, that it wasn't financial literacy for women, it was financial confidence, that made all the sense in the world to me because I was like, oh my God, like I'm living this in my life, right? Like I have the financial education, I have a good salary and I still can't get it right. So that's when I found money coaching and decided that it was just the next right step for me. It made the most sense that if I want to make a difference and help women on a personal level, this is what I need to be doing. So I I completely changed my career so that I could bring money coaching to more women. That's awesome. Did you have a money coach yourself? I did. I had a couple of money coaches to start out. And then I attended um, a couple of like money coaching institutes to get more training because to me, it was almost like this obsession. And also just how could nobody have told me that this was an option that I didn't have to just feel stuck with my money. So yeah, I mean, I personally, I don't think I had heard of money coaching before meeting all of you. (laughs) And I'm, I'm guessing it's true for a lot of our audience as well. So I'd love to hear from Claire as well. What was your story? How did you get into it? Yes, thank you so much, Aru and Zoya, for having us. You're right, money coaching is definitely an up-and-coming subject, and it's really, really important. It has changed my life as well. 
you know, I used to just work in nonprofit and philanthropic work. And I thought that I really liked it because I was helping those who suffered some misfortune. And that was a very personal subject for me. You know, I grew up with a a mom who suffered addiction, bipolar disorder, uh, various other health challenges. Um, My father was, you know, really struggled to support the family of five. So he wasn't around that much. So with that little guidance that I had around how to make money and be successful, um, I just fell into that field of giving. And so it's just something that I was really well versed in just from my, you know, childhood. And I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't really feel that I had a vision for myself because, you know, most of my life had been worrying about my mother and my family's well-being, right? So that was, that was a challenge, but I knew I had the drive. I definitely was very driven, you know, in terms of money. I just, I didn't feel that I really was anything um, without money. I, I thought it dictated every move I made. Um, I wasn't able to ask for support. I had low self-esteem and and confidence, but I actually knew somebody in the field of money coaching, and I just thought that it was worth a shot because what I was doing was not working for me. Um, it turned out to be the best choice of my life, and I trust that it was the path that I was meant to be on. Um, because now I still get to help people, but I also empower them around a topic that caused me so much shame and anxiety in my life. You know, Amy and I have both been through our own processes. We've worked our processes and it's still an ongoing process that we always work every day. Um, but from there, I think the just drive really kicked in and I've only gone up and um, I can confidently say that I'm an entrepreneur. I feel that I live an abundant life and without money coaching, I don't think I'd be able to say that confidently about myself. That sounds amazing. I want all of those things in my life too, and I'm sure <laughs> our audience does as well. Um, I'm curious how both of you met and how did Ready, Study, Money come about? I believe both of you had different initiatives before you all came together, right? Yeah, it was kind of funny how we met because we like had known of each other through just different endeavors, like having our own businesses. And then when we met through Ready, Steady Money, it just made sense. We were like, why why did it take so long for us to actually just meet? <laughs> I know. It was so long overdue. Right. <laughs> it aligned it when it did. I mean, we're so glad you all met because this is an amazing program and I'm sure our community will really benefit from it. How did the name come about? I'm curious. Yeah, so it's, funny because it it sounds so simple but what we wanted to do was get people ready to have steady money for life and i think when we break it break that down usually what happens is that we feel like we have this long-term goal of saving for retirement or investing or whatever it is and these other these little things pop up along the way and, and really derail us and so what we're doing instead is making sure that we can stay the path even when these other things come up by turning them into goals and acknowledging that life's going to happen. So that's what Ready, Steady Money is really all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. It's super simple, easy to remember. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of our community, obviously, we're women in innovation. And um, I think thinking about audience and who a business is built for comes really naturally to this group. So I'm curious, 
who your primary audience is, who is ready, steady money for, and when should someone start thinking about financial coaching? Yeah, those are all great questions. Um, you know, we really are focusing on women who are driven, who are high creatives in whatever industry that they're working in, women that want flexibility, uh, women who want to learn how to take risks and feel confident. Um, even if they, you know, confident about having multiple streams of income, because that's also really common and uh, many women do it. Uh, we just want these women to be able to design a life that they want. And to do that, we have to be free of those shackles around money that really hold us down, you know? Yeah. And I think it's important for us to, to focus on women because we see how much of our um, society has really created these these gender gaps, just in terms of leadership, in terms of economic advancement, and just wealth gaps in general. And so for us, until we get women to a place where there's this isn't an issue anymore, we're not going to find um, equality in any sense. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about this idea of developing a healthier relationship with money. This is something I've heard from both of you as we've worked towards this program. And I think it's fascinating because the first thing that comes to mind is how people talk about their relationship with food. And you see these new services like Noom show up and it's all about building a habit over time. Talk to us a little bit about that. What does it mean to develop a healthier relationship with money? Yeah, I really think it's really all about recognizing the challenging drivers in our lives. And that's essential to making any sort of change and progress relative to our life, our finances, our career goals. Um, You know, something that is really helpful for people to understand money coaching is kind of imagining um, they're building a, a really tall structure and that structure represents Um, their experiences, their abilities. And, you know, a lot of creative and driven women are going ahead and they're building the second and third floors of those structures, while the foundation may be, you know, the very core uh, may have some cracks in it. It isn't as sturdy as it could be. But we keep on building and eventually that structure usually comes down. But we go ahead and we still try to build the second floor, the third floor without going back and looking at the foundation and mending those cracks. You know, so ending the self-sabotage, eliminating the fear that leaves us frozen in decisions relative to money, creating that belief in abundance and manifestation even, and really learning how to be a friend with your money and control it rather than having money control you. Um, Aru, it's interesting that you brought up Noom because when it comes to, I think, physical wellness and financial wellness, there's this the similar aspect that you people know what they're supposed to be eating, right? Like we know what we're, we're supposed to be exercising every day. And a lot of us, myself included, don't actually do that. And so it's the emotional side that requires coaching with health and with money. And so that's where we focus on building the relationship and not just the practical part, because mm-hmm. we do sometimes know the things we're supposed to do, but without coaching, we can't get from that place to the place where we're actually doing those things that we think we should be doing. 
Absolutely. And I think a lot of it comes with just increased awareness around your habits. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that Noom does really well. And I'm guessing RSM does as well. Um, And when it comes to finances, I know with myself, I actively avoid looking into it, (laughs) diagnosing what's wrong, what's right, what am I doing well, what should I stop doing or what should I understand? Um, And it sounds like I'm not alone. It sounds like both of you have been down that path and that's what you to coaching. Um, And for anyone who follows the news around women and money, it's, it's really clear that many of the reasons that women lag behind men financial areas are beyond any individual's control. Uh, The persistence of the gender pay gap, as you mentioned, Amy, is is a big example of that. But with all women are doing to earn higher degrees, um, and they're outpacing men at that, uh, and break into traditional, traditionally male-dominated fields like innovation, entrepreneurship, and consulting, the results of a recent FINRA Foundation study are all the more surprising to me. And that is that women consistently scored lower than men in financial literacy. I'd love to dig a little bit into this. Why do you think, Amy, women are less confident than men when it comes to managing their finances? Yeah, I love this question. And I get super excited about this topic because this is what got me into money coaching in the first place, right? And it's so interesting because the the data here is reflecting emotion more than anything else, right? So the, so the data shows that women have less financial literacy than men, right? But that's not actually what's happening. And a perfect example of this goes all the way back to high school, right? So they did a study with 15-year-old girls and boys on their math scores. And what they found was that over months and months, they followed these students and the girls were always outperforming the boys when it came to math on average, right? Then at the end, they did a questionnaire for both the girls and the boys, asking them about how they did, how their ability to perform in mathematics. And the girls on average all said that they did much worse than they actually did. They all were less confident in their abilities. And so what we see here is that the same thing happening with money. When we get women who are financially confident to invest, to take the appropriate level of risk with investing, they actually outperform men. So the statistics show that when we can get women to that place where they are confident in what they're doing with their money, they actually do it better than men, right? What's happening with all of these numbers is that we're seeing it is the the confidence that's an issue. It's not the actual knowledge. And so that's where coaching comes into play and where it's so important to focus on that. But your initial question was, where does this lack of confidence come in the first place? And if we look all the way back to that example of the study with the high school students, we can see that this is a societal problem that starts really early on where we see less women making big decisions about money and about wealth in the media, in movies and TV. We also see a lot of guys in suits on Wall Street, right? And so that has a much larger effect than we think it does. So with money coaching and specifically through Ready, Study, Money, what we're really trying to do is take that financial confidence and start it as early as as possible with the individual coaching that we do when there's more women who are confident about their money we start seeing more of that in our society and it breaks that cycle. So is it is it important for women to start this very early when they are much younger or is there an ideal age when they should be looking into financial coaching? Yeah, I personally believe that it's it's the responsibility at whatever stage we are in our careers right now to start getting financial coaching and to start taking 
money to the next level so that when we so that we can get out there more in our careers and these these high paying roles and roles where we're making bigger money decisions so that younger generations see us at a young age when we don't see people who look like us in charge of money when we don't see people who look like us managing money it just tells us i don't belong here this isn't the place mm-hmm. for me and so we have to undo that by getting more women now who are capable of money and who can show that to the rest of the world I also think when they um, go through that and have these realizations, they're going to learn how to communicate more effectively about money, especially to their kids. And that's going to have a really big impact if they're kids, because as, as kids, we internalize these messages we hear from our parents. So if our parents are on top of their um, emotional money habits and the practical aspects of their money, they're going to see that, they're going to internalize it, and they're going to be kind of a reflection of that. So they can be started really, really young on this, um, but it definitely starts now with this generation and really pushing forward in this movement. That's so true. I think growing up for for me, certainly, I saw my mom defer to my dad for a lot of the financial decisions at home. But obviously, somewhere along the way, my mom also pushed me to become more independent. And hence, it's not the same in our household right now. So But so true. I think kids need to see that from a very young age. So if you are a new mom and if you're bringing, you know, a child up, maybe it's time for you to get financially illiterate and hence feel more confident about your uh, finances and teach your kids along the way as well. You know, in this day and age, we have so many resources available online. I feel like I could Google a lot of these things and, and I'm curious how you distinguish between the resources and best practices found online Mm -hmm. versus financial coaching. So Claire, how does coaching give someone an added advantage and how is it different from, uh, from and complementary to financial advisors too? Yeah, no, that's a really great question. I think coaching is much more in depth than any blog article or video that is out there on the internet Um, You know, we really dig deep into somebody's background and their experiences around money and we learn what they believe, we learn what is driving them, and then we tailor that um, around their financial plan and around their goals and needs as well. Um, So with financial advice that's online, financial planners who are just shooting out facts and giving you these free templates it usually isn't going to work for the person if it's not tailored to where they are and what they need. Um, So working with a coach, you can make that action plan. The coach understands those drivers, those needs. And, um, you know, we're an unbiased third party that will create a plan um, that's tailored to you. And if any point something changes and that plan needs to change, um, we'll do it as long as whatever it takes to reach the goals. Um, So there's a lot of just plain advice online and it usually just doesn't fit the person's tailored needs, you know? Amy, anything to add to that? Yeah, No, I think that was perfect. Like, I love that. And that's exactly it, right? And the reality is, as much as I hate to admit it, if all the the free personal finance education worked or even the, the paid college degree I had in finance was enough, I would have figured out my 
money life a long time ago, right before I found money coaching. So I think that's, that's always in the back of our heads too, is like, we had to take those extra emotional steps to get where we wanted to be with money. And we had that background. So you can imagine somebody who doesn't grow up with any sort of financial literacy, Googling might be helpful to them in some extent, but it it also probably isn't really going to be enough if they have emotional challenges around money too. Yeah, it, it is definitely a very stressful uh, topic for for most people. Mm-hmm. I mean, during the pandemic, we've seen, um, you know, a lot of young people use apps and make investment decisions on their own. And we've seen heightened suicide rates with that, mm-hmm. which is just so crazy. Um, how would you distinguish between financial coaches and financial advisors? What is the main difference? And what are the overlaps between the two? Um, I mean, kind of like we said, the a coach is really there for guidance and accountability. We're really able to assess your needs, whereas an advisor will just kind of set a plan and just really push you to achieve that plan and achieve that goals. But 90% of the time, that person will kind of fall off the map and not really talk to their financial advisor about what really went wrong, why they fell off the plan, because they don't really know. Whereas a financial coach will know why you didn't make that goal, will understand why you weren't able to succeed, will take it a step back, will dig deep into whatever the root, the core challenge that you're facing is, and work on healing that. And once that's healed, once we're working on actively, you know, mending those cracks in our core foundations, then we can really get that tailored action plan and stay accountable with a coach who will help you achieve those goals. And I think, you know, an advisor is somebody who focuses on the wealth building part, which is a key part of what we want to get more women to do, right? But when you're focused on just that long-term goal and you're you're helping women to decide what they're doing with their money as far as the best way to grow their money, you know, what, what stocks they should be investing in, when to switch what they're doing, there has to be a solution that includes the in-between stage where it's before we're ready to build wealth or even all the steps that could make building wealth easier and more effective because we've done things like set goals along the way because we've been realistic about what we actually want to do in our lives. So a lot of times a financial advisor isn't looking at a holistic view of what that person really wants, the type of lifestyle they want to have. And that's where coaching looks at the person. We look at it from That's why we take a human-centered approach, because we want to understand what people really want and what's going to motivate them to actually do good things with their money. So do I, as an individual, then need a financial advisor as well as a financial coach? Like, would a financial coach get into the tactical number-related things and help me understand where to invest my money? So we do. We don't handle investments, right? We don't talk about where you should invest your money. We don't take on that role. What we do is the practical tools that you need to get to the point where you are ready to invest your money. And then we can recommend things that people can use, whether that is an in-person financial advisor, whether that's a robo-advisor, that's Mm -hmm. a trend right now whatever it is, but the practical tools that we're giving are more things around how do you spend intentionally? How do you set goals and then make moves with your money every month so that you're going to meet those goals? And those are the practical steps that we found are more important when it comes to building wealth and actually sticking with it than knowing as much as we possibly can about investing. I'm curious, is financial coaching more like therapy? Is it an ongoing 
journey? Do you have to keep doing it throughout your life and you sort of see results over time? Or is it more like a one-time course and you learn it and you're ready to hit the ground? It's funny that you say that because I do have clients that are like, this is like financial therapy. That's what it should be called. And I think the reality is that it is can be on a case-by-case basis, right? Depending on the, the level of pain somebody has with money in their past. What we are doing at Ready, Steady Money is doing research and figuring out what are the steps that people need to take at a minimum to be as successful as possible with their money for the various goals that they have and putting that into programs that are going to be effective and are going to get them to that next stage that they really haven't been able to get to before without coaching. So that's where we're building out, you know, one-on-one coaching programs for people who do need that extra level of care, but also group coaching so that we can take those steps that we know work and deliver them to more women at once. I'm glad you brought up group coaching. It's a perfect segue into the Win in RSM collaboration. Um, so for our audience, if you haven't seen already, Win is partnering with RSM in our very first learning cohort. Um, learning cohorts is a new offering from Win, and the, these are essentially multi-session training programs that are co-developed with experts. And the idea is to help our community upskill and develop competencies and behaviors that can help them advance in their innovation careers. Um, so Amy and Claire, tell us a little bit about what the community can expect from a course like this and um, and what the program structure is like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say expect practical, emotional, and behavioral guidance in overcoming any limiting money beliefs that you have. Um, expect gaining a newfound perspective and confidence in tackling career and money goals. Um, even practical goal setting, you know, giving you a, a practical and actionable toolkit, um, something to assist with self-discovery um, and ensure that your financial and career goals are in alignment with um, your values and your money. And I really think in terms of structure, we are focusing on beginning with more of that emotional side. Um, Because before we get clear about our goals, we need to know those drivers and what those roadblocks are. And I think from there, you know, we create a vision for your future self, um, who you want to be relative to your career and money and really begin you on that journey. And then once we've gotten clear on those drivers, we'll move more into the practical side where we really get intentional about those career and money goals. Um, So, you know, working on aligning spending with your values, building that financial confidence, uh, learning how to communicate effectively to ask for that raise, to ask for that promotion you've always wanted. It's really about setting you up with an action plan to move forward in these goals and keep you accountable the whole time. Yeah. And like I had just mentioned about figuring out what are the, the steps that we really need to take for each of these group coaching programs that we're building for this program specifically, what we've done is combine the steps that we know work with money coaching in general. So women who want to get ahead with money. um, And then also keeping in mind the specific needs of women in innovation. So we've combined our money coaching techniques with what we know works to help get women more confident about their careers, more confident asking for, like Claire said, like raises and, and promotions and going after the things that really will allow them to level up without money holding them back. And we've looked at studies that have shown, you know, when there's financial stress, 
we don't perform as well at work. And that carries with us not only into our jobs, but in the choices we make about the kind of work that we're doing. So for women in innovation, this program specifically is really going to be about how do we not let money be the thing that keeps them from becoming the powerhouses they deserve to be in their careers and really what we need them to be. Especially because our community, a lot of people, you know, risk taking is inherent in Mm -hmm. a lot of innovators. And when you want to take risks, you want to feel confident about yourself financially. And if you don't feel that, if you're stressed about where you stand, it is harder for a lot of us to pursue our dreams, which is why I think this is so pertinent for a community like this. So the question I really want to ask is, you mentioned financial stress. How do you define financial stress? How should someone know they are financially stressed and how does that differ for men and women if it does at all? Yeah, I think it's different for everybody in it. And it it's something to start definitely start noticing, right? Like how often are you thinking about money? When you make choices about your career, is money in the background? Are you thinking like, hey, is this a financially feasible option for me with my career in the short term? And one of the the main issues with financial stress that we found for women is that when it comes to financial worry, women are more likely to be concerned about monthly expenses and men are more likely to be concerned about retirement. So just looking at that data point, you can see how men are more likely to be thinking long-term about growing their money and growing their careers. Whereas women, if we're stuck just thinking about our monthly, you know, our daily expenses or whatever it is, we're not going to be thinking about, okay, long-term, where do I want to be in three years, five years, 10 years with my career? Because I'm just trying to figure out what to do right now. So that's the number one thing we can pay attention to when it comes to financial stress is are you allowing yourself to think long-term about your career and your future or is money getting in the way of that? I thought the uh, one of the most interesting parts of this program was the idea of group coaching, especially since money has historically been a rather private topic that has led to, you know, opaque systems and lack of pay transparency in the past. It's just something people don't like to open up about. Talk to us a little bit more about the benefits of group coaching versus one-on-one coaching. Yeah, I I personally believe that one of the um one of the reasons that women are less financially confident is that we don't talk about money enough with each other. And the trainings that we've done around group coaching and just preparing to, to bring this out to a broader audience is it shows the power of when you do have people in a room who are working towards similar things and you can use that energy to really help everybody rise up and connect on similar goals and recognize the breakthroughs that somebody else in their room is having around money and how that can impact your own story. So with group coaching, we're really taking all of the benefits of one-on-one coaching, but amplifying it so that it can impact more people and so that each person's impact is making it a more effective and a more meaningful experience for everybody in the room. Will I have to come to this uh, group coaching session and then just reveal really personal details? Like, does it, if I don't do that, will it not be as effective At the start of a session, we always ask, like, how deep do you want us to go right now? Like, how are you feeling today? How comfortable are you? Like, do you you want to be pushed? Um, Just so that we can kind of get a frame for if we can push them or not. Um, Relative to, you know, being open, I would say that being as open as possible 
will give us all of the context that we need to support you and coach you. And then in turn, it will give you the better results. So I would definitely come into this space with a clear mind, a full heart, and just the intention of being open and knowing that the space is um, a place of compassion and non-judgment and all of the other women in there are on the same track. They're on, they're on board as well. So to just let all that fear go, you know, and just know that we will check in with you just to make sure that, um, you know, you're, you're comfortable and okay, but yeah, definitely being as open as possible. I would, I would recommend. (laughs) Yeah, and we're really committed to making every session and every cohort as engaging and supportive as possible. So when we're placing women in the the different groups that we're creating, we're going to first look at their current financial situations and the current goals that they've identified so that we can put people in a group of like-minded women, right, who are kind of achieving the same goals. So that right from the the get-go, they're more comfortable knowing that everybody in that room is in a similar situation and has similar um, issues going on that they want to work through. And I think like Claire said, just every session is going to be about making sure everybody is as comfortable as possible with a topic that we know can be very uncomfortable. Um, And trusting that our experience in trying to make this pleasant and fun while also being effective is going to carry into our sessions. That's, that's awesome. I think, um, you know, our community has a lot to benefit from this program and I'm super grateful and excited to be partnering with RSM on behalf of WIN. Um, I think as we wrap up, I would love to hear from you just where you think RSM is headed in the long term and what big shifts you're hoping to see in this industry of financial coaching and financial advising? Yeah, our hope is that coaching and the emotional side of money really becomes more of the norm because we know that's what works and we know that's what really propels women to make changes in their lives that maybe they didn't feel like they were capable of making before or allowed of making before. And so our mission just to continue and to encourage more companies and more people to do the same is to build the wealthiest generation of women that we've ever seen. And we know that the way to do that is not just to focus on the financial advising. It's not just to focus on retirement savings and and long-term investing. It's to focus on the life that happens along the way and to turn that into goals with our money that coaches can help you work through. Mm -hmm. Is this, is RSM going to continue to focus exclusively on women or is our men also somewhere in the future? Men have so many dynamics going on relative to money that also really need to be changed to change the collective picture in this society. So it's a very much needed thing for men. But I think at this point in time, women are our main focus. I'm not saying that in the future men won't be included because like I said, it's a much needed body of work for them as well. And we are also compassionate to what they have gone through in their lives personally. Um, But the main focus I would say is driving these women to be the powerhouses of whatever industry that they're in and um, working through those emotional blocks. And again, controlling their money rather than having that money control them. Yeah. And I think it's important to know too, that like we're a company built on passion. And so we saw in 2020, 2 million women 
leaving the workforce. And for us, that ha- that it has to be wrapped up in money issues as well. We can't ignore that. And so while, yeah, eventually this is something that we will bring to everybody because everybody needs this help around money and need, really needs to level up in their careers the same way that we're helping these women do. But for right now, we have to focus on women. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. I think at when we believe it's a two way street. And, you know, if we don't bring men into the conversation, we're probably just going to be in our own bubble (laughs) trying to solve our own problems. But we're not the problem. (laughs) So um, I really hope men can benefit from this program somewhere down the line as well. Well, thank you so much, Claire and Amy. I think this was a super valuable conversation. I learned so much about financial coaching. And I hope our community did as well. So if you're interested, we have a great partnership and a learning cohort starting with Win in RSM on February 9th. Head to our website, womeninnovation.co, and you can find all the details there. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Win Win, brought to you by Win, Women in Innovation, and myself, Zoya Kozakov. If you enjoy this podcast, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and visit womeninnovation.co to learn more about our organization, programming, and other opportunities. And remember, when women innovate, we all win.